Hey, good morning, everybody, and happy first week of Advent. If you are Brian Dubois, you might be thinking the background for Tori's video in his apartment is a lot nicer than the last one, and the reason for that is because I'm married. That's simply the reason. Nice background. There you go. So, um, Advent. Advent is all about waiting. It's waiting for the arrival of the Messiah. And if you're, if you're young, Advent, I remember, it goes by so slowly. Week after week after week, it's like, it's Christmas ever going to come? You know, another candle lit in my church growing up. For Finally, it's Christmas Day. If you're older, if you're an adult, it goes by so quickly. And before you know it, we're, we're, at, we're at Christmas morning. And so we're going we're gonna to try to prepare our hearts for celebrating the birth of Jesus. So the anticipation of the arrival of the Messiah into the world was painstakingly long. Yet after all the promises and prophecies and patience of God's people, finally he arrived. And Christmas marked the first day that Jesus entered into human history. Or does it? We know that God the Son is eternal. Christmas Day was not day one for Jesus. Jesus is not a created being. And for Advent this year, we're going to see how Christ was always active, always working in the lives of his people, always engaging in the world that he made, even before anyone knew him, even before anyone could put a name to his face. He was working in our lives before we came to faith in him, and he continues to work and be with us always. The idea of doing uh, Advent with the theme of Christophanies, appearances of Jesus in the Old Testament, we'll get a fuller definition of that in a little bit, is not something I've heard about for doing for Advent. And so it's a bit unique in that way. If you hear someone say, we're doing something new that the church has never done before, I would want you, the first thing you do is be a little weary of, is this heretical? Is this wrong? Like, and my response to that is, it's, it's, not, it's not that Christophanes is, is a unique topic. It's that doing it for Advent, in, from what I've seen, is. And so... So let's get into it. What is a Christophany? Let's get a full definition of that. And before I do, though, I actually want to talk about what a theophany is. So here's the definition of theophany. Theophanies are appearances of God to humanity. Theo means God. Phany means to bring to light, cause to appear. It's God appearing. These were temporary, visible manifestations of his presence in the world. There's a lot of examples of these we could point to. One would be the burning bush in Exodus chapter 13. This bush is set ablaze, yet it's not consumed. And Moses notices it, and the voice of the Lord calls out from this bush to send him to Egypt. Another example would be Exodus chapter 19 at Mount Sinai. God appeared to the Israelites through thunder and lightning and thick smoke that wrapped around the entire mountain. And it says the Lord descended in fire. And the trumpet blasts grew louder and louder and louder as the earth shook at his presence. It's a theophany. Another example you could point to would be the pillar of fire by night and the pillar of the cloud by day, where God led the Israelites through the Exodus and the wilderness wanderings. We read about that in Exodus chapter 13 and forward. And then one more example of a theophany, you could look to 1 Kings chapter 8, where the Shekinah glory of God. Shekinah means dwelling or presence. It's where the glory of God filled the temple after it was built in Jerusalem to the point where the priests had to leave. They could no longer 
serve in it. The presence of God filled it. That was a theophany, God appearing. And sometimes the appearances of God pre-incarnation were in the form of a man. These are known as Christophanies. I want to get you a, a full definition, a bit of a uh, kind of a heady definition here, but we'll, we'll get into it. In James Borland's book, Christ in the Old Testament, he defines Christophanies as the unsought, intermittent, and temporary, visible and audible manifestations of God the Son in human form, by which God communicated something to certain conscious human beings on earth prior to the birth of Jesus Christ. So to simplify that, Christophanies are pre-incarnate appearances of Christ in the Old Testament. So I, I really want to point out the difference between Christophanies and the Incarnation. It's a crucial difference. Christophanies were these temporary, visible manifestations of Christ in a human form at pivotal points in the history of his people. But the Incarnation, which means in the flesh, is when the Son of God underwent a permanent union with human nature. He was born from the Virgin Mary by the power of the Holy Spirit, fully human, fully God, and that's how he has remained and will remain forever. So let's look at some examples of Christophanies in the Old Testament, and there's a lot of them. I've really learned how the Bible, again, is about Jesus. He's all over the place. There's, a, there's some examples in the Old Testament where he's described simply as a man. In Genesis chapter 18, three people, three men, arrive to speak with Abraham. Two of them, we see, are described as angels, and one of them is described as Yahweh. It's God there, in person, speaking with Abraham. Another example, you can look at Genesis chapter 32, where Jacob, at night, thinks he's just going to go to bed for to go to sleep, but instead he's wrestling, he finds himself wrestling with a man. And after the wrestling match, we're going to see Jacob says that he saw God's face and didn't die. We're welcomed into a paradox here, because in Exodus 33, God told Moses, no one can see my face and live. And yet, there are examples in which God encounters human beings, and they don't die. What is God up to? What is God doing? How is he working and moving so that we will be able to encounter him and to see him face to face and not die? It's part of what the whole story of the Bible is about. Another example of a Christophany is Joshua chapter 5 where Joshua finds himself standing before a person, a man, before they go in and drive out any of the Canaanites. And this person tells Joshua that he's the commander of the army of the Lord. And then he goes on to receive worship from Joshua, and then tells Joshua to take off his sandals, for he's standing on holy ground. Does that sound familiar? That's what God told Moses at the burning bush. No one receives worship except for God. This seems to be another appearance of Jesus in the Old Testament, Christophany. Let me give you another example. Daniel chapter 3. There are three Hebrews, Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego, that are thrown into a fiery furnace. And when the Babylonians look in there, they see not just three men, but four. And the fourth one they describe as like one that is a son of God. One of them is divine. These are examples of appearances of Jesus described as a man in the Old Testament. 
We just saw some examples of Jesus described as a man in the Old Testament. However, most of the appearances of Christ in the Old Testament, he's given the title as the angel of the Lord, which literally means the messenger of the Lord. Now this phrase angel or messenger of the Lord is used frequently in the Old Testament and in the New Testament. It refers to people. There's tons of examples of that. Kings sending messengers, right? They send uh, literally their angels or messengers to deliver messages to, to other kings and other nations and to their own people. It's all over the place. It's also used, angel of the Lord, to describe angels, these spiritual beings, these ministering spirits, it says in Hebrews, that God sends out to serve those who will inherit salvation, who obey God's voice. But we also have examples of the angel of the Lord describing God himself, Jesus, sometimes in human form. These are Christophanies. I want to give you a, a verse to show you some of this. In Malachi chapter 3, the Lord says, Behold, I send my messenger, literally angel, referring to John the Baptist, and he will prepare the way before me. And the Lord whom you seek will suddenly come to his temple. And the messenger or angel of the covenant in whom you delight, behold, he is coming, says the Lord of hosts. He describes John the Baptist as his angel, as his messenger, and as Jesus, the angel, the messenger of the covenant, of the new covenant. And Jesus is not afraid to say he's God's messenger. In fact, in John 12, 49, and there's a bunch of places where we can see this, this theme, for I have not spoken on my own authority, but the Father who sent me has himself given me a commandment, what to say and what to speak. Jesus reveals God's word, God's message, and yet at the same time, Jesus is the word of God. He is the message. He's the angel, the messenger of the Lord. Let's take a look at some examples of the angel of the Lord as Christophanes. The first one we're going to look at is Judges chapter 6, where it says, The angel of the Lord sits down and speaks with Gideon. And when Gideon perceives that he's speaking with the angel of the Lord, he calls him the Lord God, and that he has seen the angel of the Lord face to face. And knowing the fear that Gideon was experiencing, the angel of the Lord calms him down by saying, Peace to you, do not fear, you will not die. So then Gideon goes on to build an altar there to the Lord and calls it, The Lord is Peace. Yahweh Shalom, one of the names of God that we spoke of in previous Advent uh, years. Another example of the angel of the Lord is a Christophany, is Judges chapter 13, where the angel of the Lord appears to Manoah and his wife. These are the future parents of the last judge spoken of in Judges, Samson. And Manoah speaks to the angel of the Lord, not knowing it's the angel of the Lord, asks him if he'd like some food. Angel of the Lord says, no thanks, but you can build an altar uh, and prepare a burnt offering to the Lord. And so he does. And Manoah, sensing that there's something different about this person, asks him his name. And the angel of the Lord responds in Judges chapter 13 by saying, why do you ask my name, seeing it is wonderful? This word wonderful means secret or beyond understanding. And when they, they make the sacrifice and the flame of the offering begins to rise to heaven, the angel of the Lord goes up in that flame of the altar. And then Manoah and his wife knew this was the angel of the Lord. And Manoah says, we will surely die 
for we have seen God. These are some examples of the angel, the messenger of the Lord, as Christophanes. And I want you to stay with me a second because we're gonna we're gonna go into another layer here. So stay with me. Sometimes the angel of the Lord is identified with Yahweh. And at other times, which I'm going to show you, there are examples where the angel of the Lord is identified as distinct from Yahweh. He's teaching us something about the Trinity here. Jesus is God, and yet he's distinct from God. As it says in John chapter 1, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He is both the messenger and the message. He's with God, and he is God. And so let's look at some examples of the angel of the Lord identified with Yahweh, and then some examples where he is identified distinct from Yahweh. Let's take a look at two examples where the angel of the Lord was identified with Yahweh, not trying to reveal distinctiveness, but sameness. Let's look at Exodus chapter 3, verses 1 through 4 for the first example. Now Moses was keeping the flock of his father-in-law, Jethro, the priest of Midian. And he led his flock to the west side of the wilderness and came to Horeb, the mountain of God. And the angel of the Lord appeared to him in a flame of fire out of the midst of the bush. He looked, and behold, the bush was burning, yet it was not consumed. And Moses said, I will turn aside to see this great sight, why the bush is not burned. When the Lord, Yahweh, saw that he turned aside to see, God, Elohim, called to him out of the bush, Moses, Moses. So we have God, three names, three titles, but one God with one voice speaking to Moses out of one bush. It's trying to show the, the sameness, not the distinctiveness here, but the sameness of the one God that spoke to Moses from the burning bush. Let me show you one more example. Zechariah chapter 12, verse 8. Here we see God and the angel of the Lord presented as equal, presented as synonymous. It says, on that day, the Lord will protect the inhabitants of Jerusalem, so that the feeblest among them on that day will be like David, and the house of David will be like God, like the angel of the Lord going before them. Just another example showing, not of the distinctiveness of God, but of the sameness, referring to the angel of the Lord and of God, of Yahweh. Now let's take a look at an example of distinctiveness between Christ and Yahweh in a Christophany. We see one in Genesis 18, verses 1 through 2, where Yahweh, it says, appears to Abraham in person, near Sodom and Gomorrah. They're speaking face to face. And yet in Genesis 19, verse 24, it says, Then Yahweh rained on Sodom and Gomorrah brimstone and fire from Yahweh out of heaven. So we have God on earth with Abraham, as God in heaven is working as well, both at the same time, yet in two distinct places. We see some of the distinctiveness here of the Trinity. Sometimes a Christophany is showing us how Christ and Yahweh are the same, and other times showing how they are the same and yet distinct. And sometimes we're not sure. And if you're feeling a little confused right now, welcome to some of the, the teaching about the Trinity. None of us are going to fully understand uh, the Trinity because none of us fully understand God. The Trinity teaches us that there's one God who exists in a triune fashion 
as three persons. There's one, one what, like one God, but there are three who's, Father, Son, Holy Spirit. And it's okay if we're confused about that at times. In fact, I want to read to you a quote from A.W. Tozer as he talks about the Trinity. He writes, Our sincerest effort to grasp the incomprehensible mystery of the Trinity must remain forever futile, and only by deepest reverence can it be saved from actual presumption. We cover our deep ignorance with words, but we are ashamed to wonder. We are afraid to whisper mystery. What's coming next for us? Because we've talked about a lot of examples of Christophanies, but we only have three more Sundays to go in Advent. So which three examples are we going to use? And here's the answer. Next week, for the first example, it's going to be about our interceding God, how Christ spoke with Abraham in Genesis 18 concerning the fate of Sodom and Gomorrah, and we see his heart for wanting to show mercy. Then a week after that, in two weeks from now, Pastor Jason is going to speak about our identity-giving God. In Genesis chapter 32, the person that appears to Jacob in the middle of the night in this night-long wrestling match in which Jacob finally discovers who he really is. He finally discovers his identity. And he names that place Peniel because he saw God's face. And then in three weeks from now, Pastor Rob is going to bring the message about our intervening God in Daniel chapter 3, where three Hebrews were cast into this smoldering abyss, this fiery furnace. Yet the flames did not touch them. Not even the odor stuck to them. They went in bound, but they came out free. And it had something to do with that fourth man in the fire. And then for Christmas Eve, we're going to see how all this comes together. When we go outside to celebrate in Sage Park, what all these appearances of God in the Old Testament were pointing towards. As the question came up over and over again throughout the Old Testament, is, it, is that God, is that a person? Is that God, is that man? It was preparing God as man in the New Testament. God as man in the Old Testament was preparing God's people to receive God as man in Christ. It's preparing the people of God to anticipate how God wants to reveal himself. He wants to come close to us and that he would reveal himself even as a person. So as we go through this Advent season and we hear these messages about our interceding God and identity-giving God and intervening God, I want us to be thinking about how God has interceded for us. How has Christ already interceded in your life? How has he shown you your identity, who you truly are? How has he intervened, or how is he currently intervening in your life? All of which are ways that show us more of the heart of God, all of which reveal to us more about who Jesus is and what he has for us. And just before we move on to the next part of the service, I want to thank Summer Jennings for volunteering to do the artwork that we have for this Advent series on Christophanies. And if you've noticed, every time we have artwork for our sermon series, it's always intentional. It's never just to look good or to be, to be visually pleasing, but to help highlight and point out some of what we're learning in God's Word. And Summer is going to explain in just a short video of how the artwork that she put together 
helps us uh, better understand Christophanes as we work through this series. Here's Summer. Hey Terra Nova, it's Summer Jennings here. I'm with my family in Virginia this week, so I'll be telling you about the new series artwork digitally here on the video. Um, I was honored to be asked to do this year's Advent series for Terra Troy, and I hope you guys enjoy the creative portion of this series and allow it to add to your experience and understanding of Christophanes. So when creating this sermon art, I wanted to drive home the idea that Jesus the Christ has always been part of the story. I was inspired by the ancient mosaics I saw while in Israel a few years ago. They're still set in these intricate patterns and shapes, standing the test of time. Each Christophany we'll be discussing is illustrated above from some previous artworks like an ancient movie strip, walking us through the story of the Bible and further. Whether you're a passive art observer or an obsessive art nerd like me, I hope the visuals help guide you as we look at these passages together. Have a great Sunday, Terra Nova.